0: Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Tandy A. Salter to the show. And before I bring her on the line, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Tandy is a confidence engineer. She's a certified life coach and motivational speaker. She coaches millennial women on how to get clear, get unstuck, and build confidence so that they may live the life that they were created to live. She once wore the same shoes as her clients and combines experience and education to help clients develop a blueprint for their own individual success. She is also co-author of Best Seller, 20 Beautiful Women 2, and has been featured on blclife.com. Tandy is also an associate member of Women Speakers Association. So welcome, Tandy, to the show.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so happy that you can make it, and I believe we met in the Women's Speakers Association uh, group online. So um, that is awesome. I get a lot of fabulous speakers from that group.
1: Yes, yeah, it is an awesome group. I'm glad to be a part.
0: Yes, me too. And and before we um, jumped on the the show, we were talking a little bit about where you're from, and you're you're calling in from Georgia. Yes, so that's wonderful, and I'm from, from Arizona. I, I like to tell people where where everyone is just because we have guests that, that chime in from all over the world, and we have people who listen from all over the world, so it just gives us kind of like, okay, well, that's where you are, and this is where I am, so we've <laughs> a little roll call going on here. So I'm so happy to have you on the show, and I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Sure.
1: Um, I think mine started because I often struggled with my confidence and my Mm self-esteem starting like when I was young, like in school I was always told I was ugly or I was too short or like the gap Mm -hmm. in my mouth was, my gap was too big so it mm-hmm. kind of discouraged me and so as I grew up I kind of held on to those things and so it, it held me back on everything from like building relationships with friends or, or even staying connected with some of my family because I didn't believe it when they tried to encourage me. I thought they were saying it out of obligation, not because they really meant it.
0: Oh, and,
1: yeah. You know, because you think your family's just, oh, they're going to just say that because they're family. They're supposed to say that. (laughs) And so (laughs) I had to learn how to let go and so that I could move on and do better with my life in order to build my confidence and accomplish some of the things I've accomplished. I had to learn to let go of stuff and stop holding things back because I was holding myself back by holding on to everything, and if I didn't, I would probably still be in my way keeping my own self back. Yes, I totally hear that,
0: and I, you know, I, I chuckled a little bit when you're talking about family. Because I was going to say, not everyone's family says things out of obligation. So some of us come from families that <laughs> do not do that. But, um, but it's it's so interesting how um, I notice this so often with my guests and and with my colleagues and also with my clients and students, is that we seem to come to the work that we do through our own personal stories, like the the things that we've been through really lead us into the work, not only the work, but how we frame it to other people. So because um, so one of the first things I read in your bio is you're the confidence engineer, and you were just telling us how you were had struggled with that.
1: Yes. It's definitely a process in learning how to rebuild everything because you do have to develop that type of blueprint to get you where you want to go and then follow the steps to build everything up, but starting with the blueprint and being your foundation of confidence for going up from there. Uh
0: hmm Absolutely, so you it sounds like you had some issues like you said, growing up, and you know problems kind of believing your family when they would um encourage you, so um, and then I know you said that you had to learn to let go, and you gave us the very, very condensed version, so, I I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's would be, you moved on wonderful, <laughs> yeah.
1: like the detailed version might take a couple of days.
0: I know, no, and I'm not asking for all the details. Mm-hmm. If you had to kind of look back, because cause I know that usually um, that the turning point for all of us, there's something that kind of drives that. So is there one or two, or I don't know, if you want to just pick one, um, kind of thing that really helps you to kind of let go of some of that struggle you were having with you know, believing the voices that were telling you, you know, the negative things. Like, what what was the turning point for you to help you really let go of that you
1: I think the turning point might have been, like, I was sitting at home, like, just crying like a big crybaby because I felt so miserable and, like, I couldn't do anything. And so in the in my misery and crying, I'm kind of, like, looking around my apartment and I'm like, And I'm looking, and I see my college degrees, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I started thinking about all the different things that I was able to accomplish, even though it's been a struggle. I was like, wait a minute. I am smart. or I am capable. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like I didn't always recognize those as accomplishments because not everybody is able to do that. And I was like, wait, I did do that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that
0: amazing how just like that, it just took a, maybe a little shift of perspective. I know sometimes even, like, sitting in a different part of my room, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see that, like, that shadow or that, the way that that looked in the sunlight from the other place that I usually sit. So, and I don't mean to make light of what you're talking about, but just, When you said I was sitting in in the room, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like there's so much about perspective, and and your perspective was, you know, looking around and seeing, physically seeing your accomplishments with your degrees.
1: Yes, it was definitely being able to change how you view things, because it was not always easy and not necessarily – because everyone is not able to accomplish the same things, and being how, like me – um looking at my bachelor's degree, I was actually able to do that in three years instead of like four or five or six, like it takes a lot of people nowadays. And I was like, wait, I did that in three years, really? And I was <laughs> able <to laughs> I was able to see how big of an accomplishment it was to kinda to change my shift my view of everything and just shift things around. And the more I started to look back at different things I accomplished the the better I start to feel about myself. I'm like, wait a minute. They were wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. It's them right. <laughs>
0: That's right. You get it, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love and my, I was four and a half years by the way from my degree. <laughs> yeah. So, but to I will was... give you some was... perspective. You did it in three semesters shorter than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: like, I was, like, frustrated because, like, when I first started, one of my professors was like, it does take most people four and a half, some six years to get a four-year degree, I was like, I don't want to be here that long. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I just graduated high school. I spent four years there, and I want to spend six years here.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So it sounds like you kind of knew what you wanted and you went after it, but sometimes even when we do that, it's hard to recognize that as an accomplishment because it's just kind of like, well, this is what I want, so I'm going to go after it. And we forget, like, no, there was a lot involved. I mean, for most of us, an accomplishment that takes three years is not just this easy, straight line from A to B. There's, you know, little meanderings along the way and, and challenges and hiccups and things like that. But when we have that goal in mind, we sometimes filter that out if if you know what i'm saying like we felt like it doesn't yes. seem like it's that big of a deal because we really want that carrot at the end of that 3 years um so we'll put up with whatever the challenges are because we're so focused on that goal
1: exactly it's like it was a challenge it was not easy especially like some of those classes like statistics that was not my friend philosophy was <laughs> not my friend
0: <laughs> but i made it <laughs> Yes, you survived till you tell the tale. <laughs> yes, you yes, survived. Absolutely. Well, that's great that you were able to, to see that because I think, like I said, a shift in perspective of even though going through it you knew that there was challenges and everything, but then later on, you kind of forgot, because we do. I call it a phenomenon of selective amnesia. Like, we only remember things when it's convenient to defend our current position. So if we're in a stuck position, we're going to look for evidence to support that. But if we're uh-huh. in an empowered position, we're going to look for evidence to support that. Yes, I I
1: needed that empowerment to lift me up off the floor because I was crying like a baby. Like, why am
0: I here? Hmm. But now, yeah, so what do you think kind of how what where did that empowerment come from at that point, aside from just seeing your college degrees?
1: um, just thinking back, because um, my mother passed in two thousand nine, so I'm seeing my degrees, and I'm using like the memory of her and how encouraging she was and what she was able to do and how much she would push me and I was like, now, what would she say if she was here right now? What would she tell me to do? And I'm looking, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to keep pushing. I'm not going to allow myself to hold me back and keep me stuck in the same place.
0: Mm -hmm. So that that memory of of her um, encouragement, it sounds like, was also really powerful for you. Yes. That is great. So you were able to say, well, she wasn't not telling the truth, right? Was she one of the ones who you thought might not be uh <laughs> or might only be saying things out of obligation?
1: Um I think I honestly felt like she was the only one that wasn't saying it out of obligation oh, so okay. more for more for me to believe it, but like if my aunt some of my brothers said it I was like, No, that's okay. Y'all don't mean that the yeah,
0: siblings are a whole other story. <laughs> Yeah, oh, very different
1: story. Goodness. But like my one of my older brothers would just tell me to ignore it when other people would talk about me, and that there was nothing wrong with me. I was like, you just don't understand. Like, no, it doesn't matter. You're just saying that to try to make me feel better. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And also, there's like the male and female perspective on that whole thing too.
1: Yeah, I was like, you don't get it. You're not a girl. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, he might have taken that as a compliment that he wouldn't get it because he's not a girl. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, well, that's great that you were able to turn it around. So you've been able to kind of use some of that. Are there any, like, other big lessons that came from your ability to kind of shift that for yourself as far as um, building up your confidence and also, like, how that's helped you in the work that you
1: do? Um, I think that's, like, the biggest thing is changing my perspective and also recognizing my accomplishments and the strengths that I do have because oftentimes, especially as women, we downplay our strengths and upplay our weaknesses. But when we flip that and upplay our strengths and downplay our weaknesses, we're able to better see ourselves and accomplish more and be more confident.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that's a huge struggle that a lot of women face. No matter what background they have what um age they are what you know like it just like transcends everything as it far does. as that whole that whole thing that you just said because i was just writing about that recently too um about that whole downplaying our strengths and upplaying our weaknesses type concept it's it's amazing and how we, we focus on that. And like I said earlier, when we, like, w- whatever we focus on, well, I didn't say it quite like this, but I'm going to rephrase it. Whatever we focus on expands. So when we're focusing on our weaknesses, that's what seems to kind of blow up in our face. And it's just kind of like the snowball effect. Mm-hmm.
1: It's because you're giving it so much attention, and that's what you're going to continue to see. But if we give our more attention to our strengths, we're going to see more of those. Absolutely.
0: So what um, kind of things have you taken from your lessons? Because I know you have mentioned a couple of times the blueprint um, idea and, and steps to follow. So have you taken a lot of that from your own personal experience? I think it's more of a combination of my personal
1: experience and my education. It's kind of like when I went to college, they gave me a list of classes I needed to take to earn my degree. So that was part of the plan on paper. And then the next thing I had to do was just write down what this what I was gonna personally do and map out a plan. Okay, well I'm gonna study this and I'm gonna take this class and kind of look and see what each class was offered. So me I like to write everything down. So from my goals to the steps I'm going to take or the people I might need to contact, so I formulated a blueprint for everything. I write it all down so that I can see it.
0: And I think that's great. I think um a lot of people want that, especially in in the work of confidence because it's you know, I and I am like thinking about myself when I when I've gone into the hole you know, the hole of uh you know, self doubt and fear and um and it's it's sometimes it's a little scary down there and, and hard to climb your way out. Um and it seems so overwhelming and confusing sometimes. It's like, where do I start? How do I get out of this? How do I get back to where I was? How can I feel better about myself or my situation? You know, it's just like being in that darkness. Like, how do I get back into the light? And I think having, you know, steps is really, really important because otherwise it just feels like there's nothing. Like, it's just like a big void.
1: Yeah, like if you don't have any steps, it can feel like you're never going to get out and
0: you're going to always be stuck,
1: but it helps to have a solid plan and steps and recognize what you need to do for each each part of your journey.
0: Do you find that people follow the same order of steps, or is, does it change based on who the person is?
1: I think it more so changes based on the, each individual person because some people are, might have confidence let's say, in the workplace, but not have confidence at home. So we might need to work more on your personal life more than your career. So it depends on where they are and what their focus is at this point. But it can still be similar, just a little different to make sure it fits you.
0: Right, yeah. So it's kind of like customized to whoever it is and what situation they're going through. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I love the confidence engineer. I think that's such a brilliant title for yourself, (laughs) and then having a blueprint, so it, like, gives me this idea that, oh, my gosh, she knows the inner workings of confidence, and she knows, like, how to get us out of there, out of the poor confidence area and back into the confidence side of things. Exactly. I love it. I just feel like, well, that's
1: what I'm doing. I'm building the confidence, and we're developing the plan. (laughs) So
0: what, what made you decide to work with millennial women?
1: Being one myself and understanding what their current struggles are,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: knowing that I can fully relate and understand exactly what you're what what you're going through, I say you know what I understand you. This was me two three years ago. This was me four years ago, and this is what I can do to help you because I understand. It's not just like hey, I'm looking at you and you're struggling. I've really been there. I know what's going on.
0: Yeah, and I. That's so funny that you say that, too, because I um, – and I had a teacher in grad school. It was my first, I remember it was my first class in grad school, and she said that throughout her career as a therapist, she had um, worked with the same age group of people as her kids. So when she was first starting out, her kids were young, and so she worked with young children. And then as they got older, she found herself working with older children until they became adults, and then she worked with adults, and I thought – that's kinda of weird, but I totally get it. Like you know, like you like you're kind of like on this developmental journey, um, along with your client in a way that, you know, kind of helps you see things in a different way when you're exposed to it. And I I, I think that's interesting because I um find a lot of people work within their their age group just because for the reason that you cited just because like i i've been there I've you know maybe a, a little bit further ahead in the process and i i'm closer to it and, and so i can see it and really help people through it
1: yeah this definitely helps to be able to really relate and understand as well as be able to grow with your with your clients and with your group because you don't want anyone, because no one wants to feel like they're being looked down upon or they're being judged. It's like, oh, you you get me. You're you're just like me. Exactly,
0: absolutely. And and every generation I find has such a different way of looking at things and a different way of learning. Um, gosh, and you know what? It's been a while since I thought of this, but I should think of this because I'm about ready to to go into a launch of my new program, but. Uh, there was just this kind of funny thing I saw Long one time about the different generations um, and how we communicate. So, like, my parents' generation really communicated by phone. My generation communicates by email. And my son's generation, which is your generation, it's all, like, texting and social media. And it's just so, like, when you're thinking about marketing to different generations, um, that's the thing to keep in mind. So, which it makes sense because I'm totally e- all about email in marketing, but if I'm reaching people younger than me, I've got to like like my son tells me all the time, "Mom, you gotta get with the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So it's hilarious. <laughs> but then there's like my dad who, you know, like he could not figure out how to text to save his life. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like my grandmother would look at the phone
0: like, Why don't y'all just call? <laughs> yeah, see? That's right. Yep. Yeah, I would rather I would rather talk on the phone for sure. But um email email works uh well for me too. But I just think it's interesting. So yeah, so no, I think it's great. Like we wanna um we work with people who we feel that connection with, like we feel like we can really understand where they're where they're coming from and where they're going to. And I really see that a lot, like I said, with my colleagues um, with guests on the show, with my clients and students who are in business as well, is we really tend to be called into um, helping people that are kind of in a place where we've been and we've been able to get through. So that's pretty cool. I, I just love how, how seeing how that works all the time everywhere and with everyone I seem to talk to. I think it's pretty cool.
1: Yes, it's always good when you can truly relate and
0: understand
1: your audience and you're not – hey, I'm better than you. (laughs) Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what other, um, any tips that you want to share as far as, like, um, getting that confidence boosted? I know you've already shared some of the things that have personally worked for you, but any any other kind of tips that you want to share before we end in a few minutes?
1: Um, I would definitely say on the journey to rebuild your confidence, Know that it's always a personal one, and even though someone else might not understand your journey, still keep pushing. Don't ever become discouraged and don't give up.
0: So, yes, that whole idea of um, understanding that just – and I might paraphrase, so tell me if this isn't what you meant to say, but, like, also kind of knowing that um, what works for someone else might not work for you, and just because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it should necessarily work for you, that you're on your own personal journey, so be true to who you are and what's going to work for you.
1: Absolutely. It's just whatever works for you.
0: Wonderful. So, um, great. Well, we are just about ready to wrap up. Um, I want to make sure that people get a chance to uh, find you if they want to learn more about your blueprint or your book, or any of the other exciting things you have going on. So share your contact details with us. Okay. If you
1: are looking to contact me, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Coach Tandy. On Instagram, is Coach underscore Tandy. Or you can just shoot me an email. is Tandy at com.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tandy, for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews with people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at Creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelan's free quiz at Creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in.